How can we as fathers and husbands lead our family closer to God? What characteristics make up a man after God's own heart? What characteristics don't? Each week, we'll discuss what we think it takes to grow closer to God, our wives, and our kids. Join us as we challenge each other to improve in specific areas of our lives as we strive to become unhindered men. So it's a new week. It's a new topic. But before we get into that new topic, Kyle, you just got back from vacation. And I want to say this is something that is very important as an unhindered man. In order to, to remain unhindered, you're going to have to take your time to where you, you take care of your wife and you to go and do your own thing and have your own little time because sometimes kids can get in the way of things and, and not in a bad way, but obviously doing the right thing. We tend to lean towards uh, giving all of our efforts, putting all of our attention into kids. And so what you guys did, you went for a week somewhere and I think that is fantastic. And, and it's great that you're, you're, that's putting that investment and uh, into, into your marriage and into that effort of being an unhindered man. So how was your vacation? Man, it was it was fantastic. So, listener, we went to uh, Puerto Rico for the first time ever. Uh, spent seven days there. It was just me and my wife, Courtney. We decided uh, early stages of planning this vacation that we were just going to go for the two of us um, and leave uh, Cooper at home and, and the dog. And thankfully, you know, God willing, we have grandparents who are more than willing to come and and babysit for us for an extended period of time. It was kind of a blessing for them to get to spend time uh, with Cooper um, since they kind of live further away from us. So that in its own was a blessing, but uh, the vacation, man, it was, it was great. Uh, you know, living in Iowa um, this time of year, it's not particularly, you know, that nice out yet. Uh, you never know what you can get. There've been years where there's snow on the ground in May. Um, and so just to go, yeah, right. And go down <laughs> to the beach. Um, you know, there's still some humidity. You know, we didn't fully escape that, but just the nice 80 degrees, lay out on the beach, sunshine, no rain. Uh, it was a blessing. And it's also uh, kind of the reason behind the trip was we're celebrating our five year anniversary this year. So we just made it happen. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah. So, I mean, even. Guys, you don't have to go to Puerto Rico in order in order to no, do these kind of no. things, but have those date nights every now and then. Remember that you're still she's your priority, and it, and then you will see the benefits by treating and putting your wife where she belongs on the priority list, and, and taking that time focusing on it because that's an example to your kids. Whether you have a son or a daughter, you have a son, then he's going to see how he needs to be treating. Uh, his future wife if you have a daughter like i do i have two of them you know then then they're gonna see okay this is how a man should be treating me in the future so it's really important 
Um, so well done. Congratulations. I hope you really enjoyed it. And congratulations on five years too. I know it's not quite here yet, but it's, I, I'm uh, a little bit ahead of you, but not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it's definitely a celebration worth extending for the whole year. So no problem with celebrating a little early and absolutely. Yeah. Like to your point, I mean, you hear this kind of, I mean, I've heard this throughout social media a little bit too, but like the relationship with your wife is, it feels weird to say it, but like that comes before the relationship with your kids. Like you have to make sure you and your wife are solid because that will then influence your relationship with your kids. Like your kids, like Cooper's only like a year and a half. And I will tell you that he can probably pick up on when, you know, Courtney and I aren't getting along. Oh, yeah. At one and a half. And that's only going to to grow stronger, those, those senses and those feelings as he gets older. So, like, dads, just prioritize um, that alone time with your wife. Try and go on a date night, like you said, like every week, every other week. And if you can... You know, try to do maybe a longer vacation every two or three years um, just to try to shake it up and keep things fresh. I know it's been a blessing for us. Yeah, it seems almost counterintuitive because you you think, well, if I put more effort into the kids, if I put more focus onto the kids, they're going to turn out better. But the reality is you're probably going to see better results by putting that focus onto your wife. Not that you ignore your kids, but by, by being that example for them, mm-hmm. it's going to ha- reap far greater benefits than than just focusing everything onto them and and forgetting about your wife and putting her behind their needs and you know so there's a lot of times that if i'm giving like kaylee or naomi uh getting them drinks for supper or whatever if they both ask me for something i get kaylee's first and then she can wait she can get hers right i'll give i'll get to her i'll I'll meet her needs but it's going to be after i meet my wife's needs first yeah, for and sure. That's, that's important. Yeah. And so that kind of goes into what the topic is going to be this week. And that's going to be leadership. Uh, leadership is uh, it kind of going back to the very first episode when we talked about Ephesians and we talked about uh, respect and and all of those kind of things and submission. It's kind of one of those things that we it's a difficult thing to do. And, and in our society today, it's very it's counter counterculture like strong men being leaders is not a thing right now no and and it shows it's it's very unfortunate um i i've seen you know you were talking about social media i i watched a, a video and it was i think it was more it wasn't a christian video per se it was is more of a just a straight statistical uh and a lot of times this particular podcast i think what it does is kind of goes against the feminist movement um but ultimately what it what it was saying i really thought was astounding and so i'm going to read to you these statistics that that were mentioned in this video but i if if you were watching the video there's one of the feminists is sitting there and i i have nothing against feminists whatever it, but she was sitting there and she's listening to these statistics and immediately starts acting as though these are, these are attacking 
the single mother. Because these are all statistics about, they're basically crime statistics, more or less, about single mother homes. Um, and uh, I know when we were kind of discussing a little bit of what we were going to talk about tonight, and, and I, I kind of mentioned this video to you, you asked about single father homes. Uh, I didn't have the stats on that. I would imagine they are lower for one because there's my, way, way fewer single father homes than there is single mother homes, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say single parent homes, period. But uh, I saw one chart that had kind of had a breakdown and it had a, it had single mothers versus single fathers and percentages. Um, then it had, it goes, it was like from 68, then like the nineties, uh, early two thousands. And like now, and, and it went from, it, it didn't, ha it did not include married couples. So this was just strictly out of single parent homes. It, it had, uh, like, I don't know, over, I want to say it was 90, 10, I think for, it was 90% single mother homes versus 10% single father homes. Uh, then it kind of, I don't know, it kind of tapered down. Eventually what you start to see is you actually start to see co, what they call it, like co-living, co-inhabitant. Co so they're not married, but they're living together. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the father of the child or the mother of the child, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. So that kind of gave some different statistical, but I, I want you to listen to these because these are quite astounding and I'm not, I can't verify what year these are from. So maybe these are older. I don't know. Irregardless to think that at, at any point in time in our history, that these were statistical data points is just really sad. So 63% of youth suicides are from single mother homes. 90% of homeless and runaway children are from single mother homes. 85% of children who show behavior disorders are from single mother homes. 80% of rapists with anger problems are from single mother homes. 71% of high school dropouts are from single mother homes. 70%, well, that's 71% of high school dropouts. 70% of youths in operated institutions are from single mother homes. 80% of the youth in prison are from single mother homes. So, I mean, that's astoundingly high numbers. Now, some people might look at, and the feminists looked at it as an attack at single moms, that they're doing a bad job. That's not the case at all of what that means. What that means is men are not being leaders. They're not stepping up. They're not doing what we are supposed to do as men. You see, there's, there's a reason God designed things a certain way, the nuclear family, nuclear family the traditional family with a father and a mother and then the children. And when men are not stepping up and doing their job, this is the results. And, and it's, it's very, very sad. And you look at our culture and which direction are we headed right now? We're not headed towards more nuclear families, more traditional families. We're, we're, we're deciding as a culture that these are just not necessary anymore. That's an antiquated way of living. And that doesn't, and that's just not true. Statistics consistently show that the better homes, the better the better chance for success for kids is when we have a mother, a father, and they stay married, and they it's a traditional family, nuclear family. Yeah, it's so the, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. It's a 
it's almost a biblical fact that just biologically speaking, like men are geared towards being good at certain things and women are being really good at other things. And I think that's why God originally intended for a man and a wife to become one flesh through marriage and to have these families um, because that that is really what allows um, in my my mind you know a a child to have the most wholesome well-rounded um, childhood and um, early stages of their life um, like you said like the absence of a father can be devastating for a kid i mean we've we probably both know people who have gone through that and probably likewise if a child is raised only with a single father um it's just you need a mom and a dad and unfortunately there are circumstances where you know life tragedy happens things happen and maybe that's taken away but in the general sense like i i understand what you're going where you're going um, with this and like it just makes sense (laughs) you know you know we've done it this way forever i mean since the beginning of our country at a minimum and it worked in the beginning and now we used to have really strong families and now we have so many broken homes and and it just continuing on with this with this leadership idea because if we're going to say that that men need to be better leaders you know that's part of the problem and that all that statistical thing well we should define it so i thought i'd have some fun uh the the chat bots are like the big thing right now um yeah and, and look i'm the first to admit that they are incredibly dangerous if misused if there's a lot of downside to them potentially, but they are a lot of fun to to play with also. So I I actually asked two different ones, but I'll just read the Snapchat one. Snapchat has come out with its own chat bot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you played with it much, but nope. um, it, I asked it first. I asked it. I said, "Can you give me a biblical definition of leadership?" and I'm going to go with the Snapchat one just because it's shorter and and it was concise and to the point. And it says leadership in the Bible is often characterized by humility, service, and obedience to God. Some examples of biblical leaders include Moses, David, and Jesus. So then I asked it, okay, so just, I took out the biblical side of things and I said, what, what is leadership? What give the definition of leadership? And it says leadership is the ability to inspire and guide others towards a common goal or vision. It involves setting a positive example, making difficult decisions, and communicating effectively. So immediately you kind of go to see the differences. Leadership in the Bible is all about humility. It's about service. It's about realizing that even if you are leading, you're leading because God put you there, and so you're obeying God. And you look at the examples it gave, and those are some of the greatest examples in the Bible that did some amazing leadership things. Now they had their faults, you know, I mean, Moses wasn't perfect by any means. David was definitely not perfect. Jesus is the only one on that list that had no faults. Yeah. It kind of, it's that concept of like the first will become last and the last will become first. Yes, very much so. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, kind of going along those lines, uh, I wasn't sure when to bring that up, but uh, we were listening to, we're kind of going through a marriage type thing at church. Uh, that's kind of the sermon series right now. And we're studying different marriages in the Bible. And, but it, when we were going through uh, Sarah and Abraham and he ended up part of it, his sermon, I asked him, I said, you got it. You got to send me that line that, that I want to quote you. So this is Dale, Dale Harlow. It's pastor Harlow from our church at uh, Northfield. And his line was, uh, not necessarily specifically dealing with marriage, but this absolutely goes into marriage. And it reminds me of something you actually said in the first episode when we were talking about that Ephesians verse. Okay. And so it says our business schools today are focusing on the difference between management and leadership. Leadership is not being the decision maker all the time. And that right there is what reminded me, because you said it's not that we don't include them in all these decisions. It's important that they're part of it. So I'll, I'll say that again. Leadership is not being the decision maker all the time. Leadership is not being the boss barking out orders all the time. Leadership is motivating others to develop this, the use of their skills to the fullest for the good of the organization. Or you could, you know, substitute that a family. A leader is somebody who knows where they are going and they're able to persuade others to voluntarily come along. So I just thought that was perfect on leadership because we think of leaders as these people that they just tell us what to do and that's it. Right. But I mean, you, you've dealt with good and bad leaders and what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, I would say one of the key things, and this is kind of brought up in the Bible too, but a good leader is always present in your life, um, whether it be a pastor, whether it be your father, um, whether it be your boss, even. Um, if you're a leader and you're trying to lead, you know, particularly a family from a, a distance, it just isn't going to work. And your kids really require you to be in the same room as them. Um, I, I saw this thing. I just happened to cross it on social media. Uh, my wife actually sent it to me and it was just uh, a short video that this, this guy was, um, talking about how his dad growing up, um, every night would lay in his bed before bedtime, waiting for, uh, him, the son to, to get in bed for the night. And so he started this when he was young, you know, like toddler bed, whatever, but he kept doing it every single night as he grew up through middle school and even when he was a teenager. So the whole time that this guy was living in the same house as his dad, his dad was waiting for him on his bed before bedtime. And he was like, earlier on in those beginning years, like he would ask how, how my day was or how I'm feeling, or how I think about this. And then when I grew into, you know, the preteen and teenager years, when I was just dealing with a bunch with a bunch of stuff, we wouldn't even talk. But I always knew that my dad was there. And that's huge. And that, that's leadership in the family sense. That is, as a dad, 
it's so easy to want to to have that you know time back to yourself to go pursue your own things or even just like scroll social media or just get caught up with other things but in this instance this dad gave up that time for his son and it's something that the son is going to remember the rest of his life and that's pretty so, cool it's it's something to be mindful of if nothing else like it's so important to your kids and your wife um, but especially your kids that they know that you're you're present and you're there for them the rules yeah. and the discipline can like those will come um, and those will be so much easier if you if they know that you're going to be there for them yeah no i think that's great that's a great example of, of what you're saying of being a leader and um you know in first timothy paul kind of gives us in this in that passage paul is actually talking about like the church and leaders of the church the deacons you know elders but a lot of these um a lot of these qualifications certainly if if we are as husbands if we try to put these qualifications on ourselves uh we're going to have a better relationship with our wife i mean these are these are good qualifications for any husband um so i wrote i wrote them down i i'm not i mean i just wrote the qualifications down so i'm not actually legitimately quoting the verse or anything but uh you got to be a um above reproach husband of only one wife that is a little bit disputed as to what that means um According to my Bible, it has a little bit of a the translation notes and stuff, and it's talking about it could mean, uh, you know, that you are only married to one my wife, so no polygamy. Um, could mean that you never divorce or widow. That that you know. Either way, you love the wife that you're with. I mean, that's the key, obviously, to that one. Uh, be temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, an able teacher. That's kind of something that you don't you think of, but yeah. with us being the spiritual leaders, that's that's important. Um, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not contentious, free from the love of money. You got to be able to handle your own household with dignity. Um, be well thought, well thought of outside of the faith. We also don't think about that all that much. Like we think of what do I care what the world thinks of me? And to some extent, that's true. But we also do want to be a great example when people look at our marriage, when they look at how we treat our wives, they see that and they see that it's something different. It's not how the world necessarily thinks of doing things. And they, and they think, wow, that, they really are a great couple. Whether whether or not they associate that with our faith or not, they see us as a great couple. And eventually they can learn that that's because we're Christians. Yep. Um be dignified, not two-faced, not greedy. And yeah, I, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what Paul wrote in first Timothy. I think those, a lot of those things, if you start to bring them into the marriage as well, mm -hmm. not just being an elder in a church or a deacon, I, I think you're, you're not going to go wrong with any of those. Yeah. I think a big point of that too, is like, as you get better at kind of, pushing those things away, the, that sinful nature, 
Like not only will you find yourself getting closer to your wife, but you'll find yourself getting closer to God. And I mean, what a list that is. I mean, I know that I certainly struggle with things on that list. Oh and, yeah. Like some of those things are, you know, kind of easy that you can just write off like, Oh, well, I'm not a drunkard. So check, maybe I got that one done, but you know, <laughs> yeah. there's always like all these other ones that are like, Oh, well, wait a second. Maybe I am this and you don't even realize it. Right. So it's, it's good to be mindful of that verse and to maybe go back to it every so often just to, to refresh yourself on it. Yeah. Very much. Very. Yes. Yes. That's all I got to say. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just keep preaching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh so i i showed you that book um it's leadership 101 it's by john john c maxwell um i i wrote down just two little quotes from it um and it says we teach what we know we reproduce what we are um so that's something to keep in mind as we're as when we went this, the idea that we reproduce what we are, this is that being a, that example for our children. If we don't want our children to go down a, a certain path, we probably shouldn't be down that path. Right. You know, uh, you know, it, we want to be that example. We want to teach, if we want to teach them to know the word of God, to, to know God, well, we got to know that before we can teach it. So. That's so true. Yeah. Like, if just reading through the gospels, you kind of understand like how true that statement is just by looking at the way Jesus lived his life. Because in that situation, we are the children. You can't hear me, uh, listener, but I'm nodding. I'm shaking my <laughs> head. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just think that kind of points back to the gospel, like what you're saying. And we can learn so much by just looking at the life of Jesus um, in that regard. Yes, very much so. And the, and the other quote I wrote down is leaders initiate followers react. I think a lot of times we think a great leader can put out fires, but, uh, a great leader can make sure that fire never starts. For sure. Yeah. What's, uh, terrifying to me is like, how, how do you have that wisdom with your kids <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to prevent, you know, the major life fires <laughs> for sure. Uh, uh, and going around and initiating is such a hard, it's a hard thing. You know, we, you want to initiate in a way that is um, beneficial. You don't want to be confrontational, yeah. but you want to initiate if, you know, if, if you notice that your kid is acting off, you know, just they're not really themselves. They seem like they're sad or, or your wife. I mean, we, we certainly are probably going to notice it. Well, I guess I don't know. Sometimes it just depends if you're going to notice it in your wife more or your kids more, but uh, be paying attention to their, to their mannerisms. If something seems off, you know, initiate that conversation say, Hey, something going on like you know it because it may not have anything to do with you it may have everything to do with you you know it just depends right uh you know we're guys we're kind of clueless sometimes when it comes to that we're not we're not wired that way yeah. to be yeah necessarily <laughs> yeah 
we're not really emotionally in tune sometimes with with women they're wired differently yeah that makes me think uh, that, like back to what you're saying about you know how leaders don't make all the decisions yes and, like that kind of provides an opportunity for us to be partners with our wife um the bible says you know when you're married um, the two became one flesh and so like in that regard like you and your wife like just because you know you might be the leader or the primary leader that doesn't mean um that your wife can't help in all of these situations and probably provide a better solution than what you had in your mind <laughs> yeah so, a, a lot of times for uh, sure and i think like a part of that is just like maintaining that unity you know as your kids get older um, and not letting you know your kids um you know divide the both of you and make sure you know you stand firm in your convictions both with faith and the rules of the house and all of that stuff um and kind of become co-leaders in that sense i i agree you know there's we could probably go on and on and on about leadership i th- it's such an important uh aspect of really not just our culture but in particular our marriages uh and our relationships with our with our families our kids um but you asked me something last podcast i did and i did it and i have the results all right listen let's uh remind them what this was I had asked last episode for Blake to take a online spiritual gifts, uh, just a free uh, survey or whatever you want to call it out there. Um, And I am super excited to hear what your gifts are. So spill the beans. Okay. So I, I took two different ones, but I'll read the, the one. Okay. Um, It, it rates my top five spiritual gifts. Um, it's kind of the way they did it. It's kind of hard to follow, but, uh, I'll say this. I misunderstood on some of these questions. Okay. <laughs> and so, so at any time it asked me about working with my hands, I love working with my hands. I do all <laughs> kinds of that kind of stuff. So I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it rated craftsmanship as my number one spiritual gift, which okay. is the gift of craftsmanship is the divine strength or ability to plan, build, and work with your hands in construction environments to accomplish multiple ministry applications. I'm not sure that that is really me, okay. but if you listen to number two, it makes a lot more sense. Okay. And that is exhortation. The gift of exhortation is the divine strength or ability to strengthen, comfort, or urge others to action through the written or spoken word and biblical truth. Oh, that's totally you, man. <laughs> so that, that that one fits pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great one. So, um, and then the others were teaching, helps, and hospitality. So and correct me yeah. wrong. You do currently teach a Bible study class on Sundays. Uh yeah, we teach we teach kids on Sundays. So, we're we're teaching the Sunday school first through fourth grade. So that checks wife. out. <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, I mean, and then hospitality. I love to to host people, and uh, 
Yeah, it just it, so it it was pretty accurate. Uh, other than just me misunderstanding what it meant, I I could see that though, because I mean, your full time job is working with your hands essentially. Yeah, yeah. I'm a welder. I'm a metal fabricator. I build stuff. I love doing that. I would certainly not mind doing that for the church. I fix things for the church. I guess. I mean, I they have broken chairs or something, and I'll weld it up and fix it. But. You know, I help move tables maybe now and then, like, <laughs> like, but yeah, I think the exhortation probably would be more up my alley. Where did you, uh, you'll have to send me the link to the one that gave you like your top five. Cause that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah it, was, it was just, if the listener wants to go there, it's just giftstest.com. G I F T S T E S T.com. That's all I went through the, okay. just went through all of them. Yeah, it's free, so. Well, maybe I'll need to uh, go ahead and take that because, to my knowledge, I only know my my top spiritual gift, and that was the gift of encouragement. So, which I see that I I totally see that. So I'm kind of curious now, though, like what what the other four might be. I don't know. So well, that's super cool. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that with us. Yeah, so thanks for asking me to do it because I had never done something like that. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see that I actually kind of agreed with it. (laughs) Yeah, well, you never know how those online, you know, quizzes are going to end up. (laughs) Right, right. I'm glad you felt that they were uh, accurate. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So I would encourage the listener, go ahead and take take it for yourself. See See where you're at. I think it'll be kind of eye-opening because you'll you'll realize that your gifts are things that you probably are already doing and maybe you just weren't aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you were the one that gave us the challenge last week. I was. So that means it's it's your week. What do you got for us? Well, I want to know first off how you did on it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Listener, just remember, it's actually been two weeks since our last recording. This is true. This is true. So I'm just going to blame it on that. So the last challenge um, was tied to the topic of thankfulness. And so our mission was to, first of all, pray at least once every day. um, But then also when we pray, remember to prioritize thanking God for something before getting into the rest of the prayer, whether that be, you know, making our requests or complaints, even whatever that may be. So I will just be totally honest with you. This was not a great time to do a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I I started off great um, and then left for vacation. And I would say I probably did like every other day. Which isn't, I mean, it's not every day, but it's really not that bad. It's not bad, but I will say that because of the challenge, um, when I did pray, I was intentional every time to thank God for something first. Um, And that is definitely a shift in kind of my praying habits um, from before this challenge. Um, 
I very easily would fall into the rut of just like feeling rushed for time or whatever it is, but just like going straight to trying to make my request to God and not taking the time to to honor him and thank him. So I do feel good in that regard. Um, but this is one of those challenges, like we've said before, like it doesn't end now that we're moving on to a new challenge. Um, yeah. And it's certainly one that uh, I could continue to improve on. So maybe, maybe we'll, you should check back on me with this maybe in a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll see where I'm at. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> How about you? Um, well, I, it was fun because I actually, uh, anytime I get to put Naomi to bed, our oldest, uh, I, I get a chance. We, she actually likes me reading. I have a kid's Bible and I read that to her and then we always finish with a prayer. And so uh, thankfully I've always been somewhat, I always start with thanking him for something, but this time it was more intentional and longer on what I was thanking him for. And so what was fun was that she got to be a part of that, um, and, and witness it. So that was really cool. Um, uh, but, and then I would try to on my own also, as I was laying in bed, try to just thank him in general, just and just focus on just thanking him instead of asking for anything else. Cause when, with Naomi, we're praying for other people also, but uh, on my own, I tried to just thank him. And on my other little, I do little reels and, and short videos and stuff on my own. I released a, a one talking about, can we just pr- take a moment to praise God and, and talked about all the different things that, our country has gone through that because, you know, a lot of people think it's very difficult times right now and it is, but we've been through hard times before as a country. And so just being grateful, all the things that we've come through. So overall I did pretty good. There's always room for improvement. Uh, I'm sure there was a day or two that I missed. So try to get it more consistent. Sounds like we need to make the challenges harder. (laughs) I'll make note of that. (laughs) <laughs> sounds good <laughs> all right so obviously we got to work on our our challenges a little bit um i mean if you want to make them harder that's whatever man but um only for you <laughs> only for me <laughs> well i wasn't on vacation so it was easy to focus on uh, um so i think with with leadership and the challenge that we have what i want to what I want to do, and maybe this isn't fair because I got a head start on you, um, but I want I want us to really focus on leading our family um, in prayer, and and leading them. So so just and look, we have young kids. Uh, yours, you know, Cooper's a year and a half. Yeah, uh, I have a three year old is my oldest, and then we have. Um, almost six months, not quite yet, but, uh, taking that time to pray with them, even they can just listen. They don't have to say anything, just listen and get that, start developing that habit of praying together. Like for me, one thing that I'm terrible at doing is trying to pray before a meal. That should be like the most common, easy thing. And that is so hard for me to do. I'm, I'm good at doing it with, Naomi before bed, but I'm terrible at praying with my wife. And so I just, I think the challenge should be that we pray 
pray with our family as a group. And then right now, probably not quite ready for uh, biblical discussions with our kids, but certainly lead towards that. But we can have those with our wives, yeah. uh, whether we're discussing the sermon that we heard or something we read in the Bible or a devotion or whatever. Um, so lead, you know, initiate, be that leader and initiate those discussions uh, dealing with uh, anything dealing with our faith, biblical aspects, you know, things about the Bible or uh, but but really focus on the biggest thing is focus on uh, leading your family in prayer. I love it, man. So, I think that's going to be something that forces me to grow. And honestly, like that's the whole purpose of this podcast. So absolutely. Yes. Yes. So I love it. All right. Well, we will uh, adjourn with a prayer and then uh, be on our way for the next week. So uh, dear father in heaven, uh, Lord, I just uh, thank you for uh giving us all, um, you know, our wives and our kids, our family, um, and just uh, watch over them and uh, keep them safe and just uh, pray that just in general that us as dads can help um, bring up our kids uh, to know know you as best we can um, and really just become leaders um, of the house, but also learn how to uh, lead by becoming last um, and putting everyone else's needs before ours. Um, Lord, I just uh, pray that you would be with us as we as we grow as a family, um, as give us the wisdom, give us the the grace and the mercy um, to just propel our family forward and get to know you better. Uh, in your name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, join us back again here next week on Unhindered Men.